Welcome, you're listening to the Daily Day Podcast. Episode 6, Please Eat Less Meat. Monday. Live from a tent in Plum Village, Upper Hamlet, I have never been camping in my life, and this is the first time. Um, This is my tent, and I was lent it by one of the people here so that I could camp for the weekend. Um, I'm leaving today uh, to go on to other places in France. This tent is amazing. It's called the uh, two-second tent. I'm just going to get the, the, the two seconds. <laughs> and uh, It's a plug. And um, it's amazing. You, you just unzip it and it goes like... It's like a spring-loaded tent and it's just done. Um, which is very good for me, having never pitched a tent. I was very concerned. But it's really cool. There was a talk given by one of the monks yesterday about... Um, many things but one of the things that really resonated with me was the idea that we can see the future um, by looking at ourselves now so whatever our habits are whatever the kind of things are that we do now they're planting seeds for our future selves and um, you know if we want to end up as a lazy person then it's easy, you just be lazy now. <laughs> um, if you want to end up as a creative person or a diligent person or a successful person, that's not a task for you to just, oh, I'll get to it one day. You know, one day I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start becoming a successful person. It happens now and whatever seeds you're sowing um, will, will grow into, you know, the tree of your future. And I really liked that, that idea that, um, yeah, you, it starts with, you and it starts now and there's you know if you want to be healthier or something like that you just start it now because um yeah you make sure you're planting the right seeds with his words and i really liked that i haven't got too much more to say i'm gonna uh pack down this tent and go eat breakfast and just be a bit more mindful for a bit longer before we leave thank you for listening tuesday Every morning when we wake up, we have 24 brand new hours to live. What a precious gift. We have the capacity to live in a way that these 24 hours will bring peace, joy and happiness to ourselves and others. Peace is present right here and now in ourselves and in everything we do and see. The question is whether or not we are in touch with it. We don't have to travel far away to enjoy the blue sky. We don't have to leave our city or even our neighbourhood to enjoy the eyes of a beautiful child. Even the air we breathe can be a source of joy. We can smile, breathe, walk and eat our meals in a way that allows us to be in touch with the abundance of happiness that is available. We are very good at preparing to live, but not very good at living. We know how to sacrifice 10 years for a diploma and we are willing to work very hard to get a job, a car, a house and so on but we have difficulty remembering that we are alive in the present moment, the only moment there is for us to be alive. Every breath we take, every step we make, can be filled with peace, joy and serenity. We need only to be awake, alive, in the present moment. Uh, Of course, planning for the future is a part of life, but even planning can only take place in the present moment. Peace and happiness are available in every moment. Peace is every step. That is the first page or two of Pieces Every Step by Thich Nhat Hanh, which is, uh, this is the book that I read that got me into all of this mindfulness stuff. And uh, the guy who wrote it is the founder of Plum Village, where I just was, and I couldn't recommend it enough. There are a couple of people on my 
Patreon that are backing me like $50 a month or some crazy amount. And uh, one of the perk things that I offered for that was that I'll just send you a Christmas present <laughs> and uh, every year. And I think this is probably going to be one of the... Well, I, I, it probably shouldn't be now because no one wants to know what their Christmas present is in advance. But um, yeah, something like this is really good. It's just such a good book. And it's really like easy to read. The font is big. <laughs> it doesn't take very long. There are all these like tiny little sections that are about the size of the one I just read to you. So you can just flick through it. Um, yeah, it's really great. Uh, and I wanted to share it with you. Wednesday. From Marseille, in the biggest place we've stayed in, I think, ever. This is a whole flat. Sarah and I have our own bedroom here because we got to the room and there weren't any pillows or blankets on the beds. So we went back down to reception and then he went, everything okay with the rooms? And we said, yeah, yeah, it's just that there's no pillows or blankets. We weren't arsy about it at all. And he went, I'll just move you to a different room. Oh, okay, fair enough, whatever's easiest. And as he did it, he went, this one's a bit bigger. It's uh, designed for four people. Like, oh, all right, cool. And it's like, it's amazing. We have our own kitchen. Like, I mean, just the living quarters at the moment. It's so cool. I wanted to reply to some comments. I do reply to comments in the actual comments thing, but sometimes I want to share comments with all of you because it's nice, you know, you can only get so much from me. I'm only one person. I really like that the related videos in fact, someone brought this up in the comments, that um, the related videos are just other videos about mindfulness and Buddhism, and they're not just all, you know, other videos by me, um, or YouTubers or whatever, and that's really cool, because it will encourage you to learn about this stuff from a variety of places, and that's really good. Um, sometimes I see some YouTube comments that really inspire me, and would inspire you guys, I hope, so I want to share them. This first one is a story that I didn't know, and it's amazing. So, these are the Euro... Uh, no, so I'm just going to unfold them for you. This is a 20 and 10, just here. Uh, and then there's a 50, 50 is like a yellowy kind of thing. You'll see there's a bridge. That's the 50, there's a bridge on that one, on the 20. Bridge and bridge. Um, essentially, this, so this is what the comment says. <clears throat> the European Central Bank wanted to put European bridges on all the Euro notes but they didn't want to just use the bridges from some of the countries and end up leaving the others out. So they put fake bridges on each of them to represent all of Europe. So those bridges aren't real, they're just sort of evocative of European architecture. In response to this, the Netherlands built all those bridges. So now, they all represent the Netherlands. Noah, Noah, Noah Topper comments on pretty much every video I make. And that was his comment from uh, the Belgian video. And it just made me so happy. I, I, what is it? Countries are amazing with their rebellion, it turns out, some of the time. So that's really nice. Um, someone else said this, uh, in the words of Shia LaBeouf, I don't know if I said that right, Shia LaBeouf, um, don't let your dreams be dreams. Yesterday you said tomorrow, so just do it. Make your dreams come true. Some people dream success while you're going to wake up and work hard at it. Nothing is impossible. You should get to the point where anyone else will quit and you're not going to stop there. What are you waiting for? Do it. Um, so that's nice. Uh, someone said, laziness is not being at leisure, which should be mindful, but prevar... Pre Ooh, I don't know how to say that word. Prevarication? Prevarication? Uh, which is putting off the future. 
I learned that recently. I learned that recently as well, um, comment man. Um, yeah, laziness, I, you, I, I sort of equate laziness with relaxation. And if I wake up and I don't have anything to do, I just think, ah, oh, I'll just lay in bed for as long as I want. The day starts when I want it to. And it's only at Plum Village this weekend that I realised the day doesn't start when I want it to. I'm not a time lord. The day has started already. I'm not in, you know, it's, it's rolling on. And I'm just missing it by sleeping. So, um, mm, that, was a, that was an interesting thing that made me, me realise. Um, Derek Smith said, uh, this is something Russell Brand said apparently, the future isn't some distant mystical thing. The future is now, just a little bit later. We shouldn't contextualise our time away. It's not a Monday or the month of June and we shouldn't do something just because it's the start of the week or because it's summer. It's today. So I really like, see what I mean? You guys are amazing, you guys are so inspirational. If you get, like, get stuck in in the comments and chat with each other. The video I made about being vegan, so many of you just talked about being vegan. And the same with meditating, like, so many of you were just talking about meditation practice and stuff. I had no idea that you, like, I, I knew that you were into it in the sense that you were interested in hearing what I have to say, but not that you were actually doing it as well, and, like, it was really inspirational for me. So I was really grateful to have formed this little community of people. Um, Thank you for sharing. Uh, I must add pieces every step to my reading list. I've been reading Mindfulness in Plain English by Bante Hennepolagunatunana. Can't say words in foreign. Uh, <laughs> I highly recommend it if you haven't read it already. Thank you. Um, uh, someone asked me on Tumblr what books I would recommend reading and whatever, so I added a couple on there if you want to check it. that dailyday.tumblr.com. Um, and uh, what was the last one that I wanted to share? Oh, this. I found even in the last few years that I've grown mentally, emotionally and spiritually from the person I was even two years ago. Um, I stopped living to please others and started living for myself and embracing my want to help others find themselves and use my experiences to be the change I want to see in my world. Gandhi, very cool. Um, I decided I was going to cut ties with the person people expected me to be and started identifying my spiritual beliefs. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Um, there's, there's other things that that person says, and it's a really nice comment, actually, in, in my video from yesterday. But the, uh, the thing I thought of with that is that I'm always so inspired by how little I know. I think that when I think back to five years ago, or two years ago, how different I was and how much I've learned since then makes me realise, well, well, how much more am I going to know two years from now? That's so exciting to me. Um, I, the thing I think is I, when you go to like a job interview and they're like, what do you, where do you see yourself five years from now? It's very weird <laughs> because you're just imagining yourself as you are, but just five years have passed. You're just, you're just basically trying to predict the future. And I mean, what, what was the world like five years ago? I don't even know if we had Tumblr five years ago. We might have, but the sort of things, you know, you can't predict the, like you, first of all, you have to figure out what the world is going to be like in five years. And that's, too much for me, anyway. Um, thank you for, for being such a lovely group of people. We just passed 15,000 subscribers, and I know usually YouTubers don't care about that anymore. They're like, oh, they just tweet, oh, cheers for two million. I'm just gonna go back to my mansion. But um, I, we passed 15,000 here, and I'm really excited about it. So thank you, thank you for being so lovely and supportive. I've got, I've also got over 70 um, Patreon backers which is amazing, like, it literally helps me live my life doing this, um, and I'm really grateful. So thanks, and I'll see you tomorrow.
Thursday. My friend Greg says, we close our eyes to wake up. That's one of the beautiful expressions of meditation. Uh, when I first started this channel, I just spoke pretty exclusively about the benefits of meditation and kind of advice for doing it. And yet, we're not doing it, are we? <laughs> I mean, like I knew when I was making those videos that people watching them would by and large say, ah, oh, that sounds really good. I'm not gonna do it though. <laughs> so, I thought I'd address that. Um, because I think, even with the best of intentions, a lot of people just don't, for reasons that can be overcome, they're sort of hard things. Um, one of them is doing it on your own. It is harder to meditate on your own than it is with other people. When I'm at Plum Village, it's the easiest I find it to meditate because everyone's going to this place and sitting and meditating together. If you're doing it on your own, it feels a bit... Um, so you don't feel connected to anyone else, you just feel a bit like, oh, I could be doing anything right now, you know what I mean? And it's like, it's hard. it is harder, you need a bit more self-control, a bit more willpower. That is why when I meditate, I try and tweet saying, I'm going to be meditating at this time, and then if you want to join me, you know that you're meditating with me. Now, I haven't even been meditating because I'm travelling and stuff, and uh, if I was travelling on my own, I'd probably do it, but like, I'm with Sarah, Sarah's trip around Europe, like she's, you know, never seen any of Europe before and um, I feel like a bit of a cock saying I know you want to go outside and see this beautiful European sea that you've paid so much money to come and visit but I'm just going to sit in silence for half an hour before that, if that's alright um, and that's, you know, that's my own thing, that's my issue to deal with I should, I know that if I did say that, if I just said before we go I'm going to do some meditating or I'm going to wake up early tomorrow morning and do some meditating Excuse me while I yawn <sighs> then she would be totally fine with it. She would go, yeah, no worries, mate. Um, so that's my thing that I need to overcome. Um, but it's but it's a challenge, isn't it? Like it's a hard thing to to kind of get over those little mental blocks that stop you doing it. Um, because it's so worthwhile. It's so worthwhile doing it. And your day is so much better, I think, when you take some time. Particularly, oh dear, oh. oh particularly in the morning to do some meditating it's really nice it just really focuses you and calms you down and you just sit with yourself and you can be aware of, of what you're what you've brought with you you know um, sometimes someone will make you feel a certain way and you won't know where it even came from like sometimes you know, like my cousin or my girlfriend or my mum or uh, just friends or whoever or even you lot sometimes will say something and I'll, and my instinct will be like oh suddenly I'm annoyed or irritated or something and I don't know why um, you can't place what it is that bothered you you just have this feeling this feeling of like frustration or something and uh, and you just sort of carry it about with you like like a sneeze that hasn't got out yet you know you just and you can't even remember you're like you feel you feel agitated and you can't remember you don't know why you like, oh, I've just had a bad day why well oh, it's just bad isn't it <laughs> yes, some people, and so meditation helps you just sit with it you kind of look at yourself and you can be like, right, what am I carrying around with me right now? Um, and you'll be like, oh yeah, that thing. And then you can kind of go back and it's easier to figure out the root of it because you're just sitting and being patient with yourself and just looking at yourself. Uh, and then you can just kind of untangle the knot and just let it go and it's really nice. Um, and then once you've done that, you're also then more prepared for next time. I have this beautiful book, which I'm afraid I can't recommend you read because um, I got it from one of Thich Nhat Hanh, Plum Village's mindfulness retreats. Some, a few people in the comments asked me what Plum Village was when I mentioned it. Plum Village, so my 
I'm going to say Buddhist teacher. He's not mine personally, but you know he's written a lot of books about Buddhism, and I read them. Um, and it got me into all this. His name is Thich Nhat Hanh, um, spelled like T H I C H N H A T H A N H. And uh, he founded a Buddhist practitioner center, a Buddhist practice center, uh, and a monastery called Plum Village, which is in France. And it's designed as a place where you can go. Um, to just recharge and reconnect and unwind, basically. Um, it's like a village. You have your own place to live and there's, you know, a town bell that rings when, when everyone goes for food and for meditation. Um, it's very peaceful, it's in France, and you can go whenever you want, and I would highly recommend you do it, plumvillage.org, if you're interested. Um, but this book I got uh, at the Tokyo retreat, and actually, Plum Village are doing a retreat in the UK in August if you're interested. But you can go on the Plum Village website, it will tell you all the details of where they're going and when. But um, this is kind of like a how-to of all of Plum Village's practices. So on the contents page here, it has it tells you about sitting meditation, um, like eating, tea meditation, the five mindfulness trainings, um, just all different things and how they can apply to your life and stuff and be more mindful. So I'm going to read the sitting meditation bit and hope that it helps you. Sitting meditation is like returning home to give full attention to and care for ourself. We sit upright with dignity and return to our breathing. We bring our full attention to what is within and around us. We let our mind become spacious and our heart soft and kind. Like the peaceful image of the Buddha on the altar, we too can radiate peace and stability. The purpose of sitting meditation is just to enjoy sitting. Don't try to achieve anything. Sitting meditation can be very healing. We realise we can just be with whatever is within us, our pain, anger, irritation, or our joy, love, and peace. We let it. We are with whatever is there without being carried away by it. Let it come, let it stay, then let it go. No need to push, to oppress, or to pretend our thoughts are not there. Observe the thoughts and images of our mind with an accepting and loving eye. We are free to be still and calm despite the storms that might arise in us. There's a song that they sing in Plum Village called The Island The Island Within Myself. Um, and it's that's a really nice image that kind of there's this whole, you know, storm of emotions and things, but then within you there's just this calm place that you can just go to in the in the eye of the storm that you're just there. Um, if our legs or feet begin to hurt during the sitting, we are free to adjust our position. We can maintain our concentration by following our breathing and slowly and attentively change our posture. At the end of the sitting meditation session, allow a few minutes to massage your legs and feet before standing up again. Um, yeah. Hope it helps. <laughs> Friday. Yesterday, I watched a documentary called Earthlings, um, which I've never seen before. A lot of people assume that I became a vegan because I saw that documentary. I see that in comments quite a lot. Oh, you're a vegan, you must have seen Earthlings. Like, I saw that and that's what made me go vegan or vegetarian or whatever. Um, but no, I didn't need to see the cruelty. I sort of knew about it. And for me, my veganism was based on kindness. It was just, oh, I can be vegan. And then I should be vegan. Isn't it nice that I'm a vegan? Um, but uh, I just watched, yeah, this, this documentary. And even though I'm not contributing to that kind of cruelty anymore, I still just instinctively in my head, I just kept saying, I'm sorry to 
ever forever participating in that. I just I felt so responsible and so um, apologetic and remorseful towards other living beings on this planet. Um, you know, the, the, the Earthlings makes an argument that people deserve equal rights no matter what sex or race or species they are. Um, and that sounds like one of those, oh, it's political correctness gone mad or whatever. And you can think that and that's fine. But I still don't think that, even if you don't believe that all species should have equal rights, um, I don't think they should be as unequal as they are. <laughs> like, horrifically, um, like there was a point where, um, about an hour in, where a fox got anally electrocuted. The procedure is called anal electrocution. And that was one of the methods, one of the cheaper methods that they used to kill foxes, um, to skin them, to make fur. And I was just like, oh, like, that's, I already knew all of the obvious cruel things. Like, I knew all of the ways that, like, um, in, like, cows, when they're milked, obviously, we know that from, from understanding humans, that uh, females develop milk for their children, right? Women get milk, like breast milk, when they've had a baby and they need to feed them, right? So that's the same with every species. That's the same with cows as well. If, you're, if, if your cow is able to produce milk, it's because that cow wants to feed their infants. Um, but we aren't letting it. We take the infants away from them at birth and then just take the milk for ourselves. But then obviously we need the cow to be continuing to give birth in order to keep getting milk from it. So we just artificially inseminate the, basically, essentially like <laughs> rape the cow with a metal prod thing to make it pregnant again so that it can keep giving us milk. Cows live for about 20 years, but milking cows live for about four and then they just collapse exhausted, at which point they are dragged away and made into fast food meat. Um, I knew all of that already, but having seen it all and it was very hard to watch as well obviously and then um and then yeah and then and so later into the documentary then got to the annual execution bit and i almost wanted to laugh i was just like how cruel do you want to be like this how how are there so many other ways that you can tell me we're treating animals badly that i didn't know about um and uh so i wanted to talk about it um it was really crazy. Like I've said before, I think, that, that if everyone in the world ate an average American diet, we'd need at least another three Earths to fit all of the livestock on. Um, and it's crazy, like, even, even if you don't care about the cruelty bit, right? Just from a waste point of view, like, we... Animals have to eat, yeah? So even the animals we kill, have to eat something, we have to feed them to keep them alive for long enough to grow them all big and strong so we can kill them. So then, we're feeding them all this grain, and a cow, for example, eats 16 times more grain than the amount of meat that it can provide. So, in order to get the amount of meat we want from it, we're feeding it 16 times more food than we're getting back, just a different type of food. Now, you might just be like, yeah, but I'd rather have some meat than 16 times that amount in grain. Me meat is brilliant, whatever. Like, fine, have that view. But, you know, that's ultimately an unsustainable way of making, like, even if you really like the meat, you've got to acknowledge that at some point, we can't keep making it that way. 
because it's not going to work. Like the amount of energy as well required to just like grow all that grain and all the resources and stuff. Like it's just, it's not happening. Like, and you know, animals aren't a renewable energy source or a renewable food source. Um, they are in the sense that they breed, but uh, it's not good. <laughs> it's really shit. And I'm not even making a video saying please be vegan because I know that even though all these horrible things are happening to other creatures on this planet, um, a lot of you still think it's hard because you like cheese. Um, and so I'm not even gonna bother arguing with you. I'm not gonna say try and be vegan, even though I would love you to. All I wanna say is, these are the words of um, the head of the United Nations Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change. So this isn't some random hippie saying this. This is an official government head who cares about planet please eat less meat um just like in plum village all of the plum village practice centers are vegan but they don't require their um lay friends to let like, lay friends are the, the people like me like people that are, follow the practice but aren't monks um they don't they don't even ask people to be vegan they request if you if you are kind-hearted enough to try and be vegetarian uh, for 15 days of every 30, so half the month, try and be vegetarian. And if you really can't even manage that, then they're happy with four. Just be vegetarian for four days a month. Um, the amount of benefit to the planet, even from going vegetarian for one day, um, is insane. I tweeted a few days ago actually, there was something, it was like Global Meat Free Day or something, but I, I can't remember the link, but if you go on the, the Daily Day Twitter, it's that Daily Day, uh, scroll down a couple of, couple of tweets and there's a link to like meatfreeday.com or whatever it is, and um, when you see that, just read that page, because that will tell you how much impact, positive impact you can have on the world just by being um, vegetarian for a day. And it's, it's incredible, it's really amazing. So um, that's all I wanna, I just wanna beg you, <laughs> please eat less meat.